So welcome everyone for a new episode of Self-Love Talk Show. Today I have with me a very special guest, Stephanie. She's the CEO and founder of the Good Love Company. And she's a relationship educator and mentor. So welcome, Stephanie. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you. I'm so excited to chat today. Perfect, Stephanie. So as you know, uh, this podcast is all about, you know, self-love and love and how we apply both love and self-love in our businesses and life and with our clients. So tell us a bit, a little bit about you, your story. How did you arrive to be the CEO and founder of this amazing company? Yeah, thank you. So I like to joke that I spent my 20s being a dating disaster. I was incredibly promiscuous, very low self-esteem, dating in hopes of having a man fix me, save me, all, all of these things. And it was very painful for a long time. And I remember around my 29th birthday thinking like, There's got to be something to look at because I had always been someone who was spiritual. I was always someone who was into learning and education. And so I couldn't intellectualize what was going on. I really thought that I'm the, I'm total package. What, you know, why, what's going on? I just want to get married. I just want to have this amazing relationship. And it took me 10 years to understand that the reason why I was not attracting that was because the behavior, my actions were not aligned with what I wanted. It was really that simple. And I, and I kind of had a a moment of complete surrender where I knew that it was, it was me. I was the common denominator. It was my problem. And so I asked the universe for help. I said, you know, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Show me where I need to go let me just guide the way. And so I was divinely inspired to really sort of sit down with myself and, and, and write, I did automatic writing and really just did a brain dump and a heart dump of, of everything I was experiencing. And I had a moment where it was almost like the work is now complete. I actually had a moment where it was like, good job. And so then I just put the paper down, felt a complete shift. And I was divinely inspired to quit the job. I was bartending at the time and get this like temp agency contract, no nothing warehouse job. Cause at the time I was like, well, this I'll stay out of trouble. There's no alcohol. There's no bartenders. There's no partying till three in the morning. I can go in, do my job and come out. And I thought that was going to be the perfect solution. And so the first day of that job, I was assigned this really mindless task. And there was a person who was assigned to help me with this task. And that is the man that I am now marrying. Ah, wow. So I, it was within about 57 days from what's going on, what, what is the problem, to sort of having the fortune's wheel turn 180 and have these little divine guidance downloads. And I followed them. And so when I met him, 
we, it was almost as if there was just this instinctive awareness. Like I had been given, this is why this happened. This is what you were doing. This is what's going on. And I became just immersed in learning about behavior, especially in romantic love. So I spent years just studying why we do what we do, payoffs, mechanics of behavior, subconscious programming. And I was like, I'm onto something because if I can go from crazy lady dating land to, you know, engaged with a baby in a year, wow. then I have something. So that's where good love came from. It was this idea, this good, warm, safe, sweet experience that everybody should have. Like it's, it's everyone's right to have. And so now it's my mission to really help people change the way they look at modern love. Beautiful. And how did you understand, like when you met your future husband, how did you understand or feel it was the one and what shifted for you, like in, in your approach to love? Mm, yeah, it, he just presented an energy that I had never experienced before. I thought that what all the dating books taught us, write your list you know, go out on as many dates as possible. And at the time I was like, well, you know, I thought I wanted the super witty older, you know, I had this fantasy that he would, he would work in finance and he would have his shit together and he'd be older. And I have this story and the universe kind of laughed. We joke because my partner, I'm eight years older than him. Um, we have very different personality. He is very quiet. And it was funny because when we spent time together, I got what I needed, not what I thought I wanted. Mm. So I got the guy who listens. I've never met someone who actually listened. He was supportive of my ambition. He was not threatened by my personality. There were just little things I could be myself around him. It was so freeing as opposed to typical dating where you're taught, you know, pretend to like all his interests, you know, laugh at all his jokes, essentially contorting ourselves to please a stranger. And so I remember thinking, well, that's backwards. What if instead I figured out who I was and, and just waved that flag loudly and sort of acted as if I was a lighthouse calling the ships in instead of being desperate and please like me and with him he was the first guy who i could completely be free with there was a sense of freedom and safety and it was so unique and we both wanted the same things and we were both all in it was a very different experience and i never for a second had any doubts or fears it was just, it was almost as if I had waited and waited, waited and learned a decade's worth of lesson to then get the karmic reward at the end. Wow. And that's, I feel what you just said applies also to clients and in business. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, when we focus ourselves on our own light, our own energy, we attract, uh, you know, people into our world instead of being yeah. desperate, uh, searching for. Yeah, 
Absolutely. It's, it's so true because I really think, and it's such a buzzword in our industry, like align and energy and vibe. And a lot of people can sort of take it at face value, but it's really, it's, it's really challenging for a lot of people to actually sit with themselves and say, who am I? Mm. Who am I really? And, and what have I been afraid to show when we have, you know, played by the rules or been the nice girls or been the people pleasers for all our lives. And then we're given this opportunity to say, Hey, wait a second. Like I can actually create my life. It's going to be a lot harder if you don't know who you are. So that's why a lot of my work is about identity first. And it relates to everything, that freedom of being yourself without this notion of, you know, the bandwagon where everyone's just align, align, align. You will never align (laughs) what you're aligning to. (laughs) Yeah, totally. If you don't know who you are, you you cannot align. 100%. And uh, so... How long are you now helping women or men? I don't know if you work also with men with this mission. I've been doing relationship mentorship professionally for four years. Before that, I did a lot of energetic work. So I'm trained in Reiki. I've been an astrologer for about 15 years. I was always playing with different modality. I've always been a nurturer. My biggest... Um, my biggest quality is, is my heart. I have a, a huge heart. And so being a huge heart person with empathy, clear audience, clear cognizance, multiple Pisces, just feeling, absorbing everything. It was almost like once I got my shit together and once I did some deep healing, it was almost like this is now your mission. So I transitioned out of doing just energetics into working with women and couples. I have worked with one guy who was a delight, Mm. but typically I have found that a lot of men who need relationship coaching have issues with women. So Mm. it's usually better to have a, a man coach a man because they have to break through some of the stuff with women. Whereas if I was presented with a male client, oftentimes it would just bring up trigger and the trust might be harder to attain. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's very interesting. And um, I guess, uh, you know, you also have experience, you know, in your business and in your life moment of difficulty, frustration. Uh, how did you like uh, manage your energy and staying uh, in your zone of genius uh, and keep loving, you know, what you are doing? and why you are doing it. Well, yeah, and I remember for the few, first couple of years in my, in my business, this was like, for, for reference sake, the, the listeners who are in our industry will get this, but right around 2015, 2016, when the bubble sort of, you know, became the thing and it was like, you know, business coaches are making all this cash and it's all this advertising next to Eiffel Towers and it's all about luxury and all that stuff. And I remember thinking like, well, fuck, like I'm not a business coach. Like my ROI for someone to work with me is not monetary. So for a long time, I was in that story of, you know, can I charge for this when the ROI is not a tangible product? And so it really got to me. And then now once it was like 20, 
18, right around when authenticity and being yourself and, and, and I was like, great, this is my jam. I'm going to slide on in here. And so that's when the Good Love Co. started to really take off because people were starting to understand that the best business strategy in the world is going to be complete garbage if you won't allow yourself to be the person to execute. So it was like, okay, well, if you can't allow yourself to execute, there's some kind of resistance. So you need to do some identity work to figure out what that is. So it's, it's now, it's, it's going really great. And I think a lot of people are starting to understand that real romantic love is not about tactic or manipulation or getting a guy. It's like, these are people. <laughs> It's, it's not, it's not something to get. It's something to call in and you will always attract a, a mirrored version of yourself. If you're looking for actual real deep high frequency love, you will always call in someone who is going to show you your best parts and your shadow. And it's up to you to be that woman to be able to say, okay, I'm taking all of it with me. We're, we're going to have a swing at bat with this. So it's, it's been very satisfying. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can relate so much. My husband, it's like uh, my best mirror in the world. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> always, always. <laughs> and uh, how is typically the work you do with your clients? Like, uh, how is like the transformation? How do you work with them? So typically it's transformation transformation based in the sense of most of the women who are preparing for partnership come to me saying i don't understand why i'm single <laughs> i don't get it i'm i tick all the boxes i would date me what's going on so with that that's kind of like a fun puzzle for me because there's usually specific things so if i spend time talking with a woman and I ask a few questions, I'm able to say, okay, well, it looks like this is sort of the area of, of why. Um, and then we work to kind of untie that knot. Um, a lot of women who are single coming to me have been burned before, have been really devastated. And so what happens when we have been hurt really badly is that we can sometimes put on persona as a protection. So that's when girls become kind of like the bad bitch. I don't want a man. I don't care. I can do me. I can do whatever I want. And it's quite frankly, it's, it's false. It, it's, it's a, it's a mask because if we dare to say, all I want is someone to wrap their arms around me and never let me go. We open ourselves up to extreme vulnerability, extreme pain, the possibility that it might not happen. And that is too terrifying for some women. So a lot of what I do is, is helping them understand that vulnerability is a tool. It's, it's a brilliant way to actually love who you are. Because when you can stand in your own identity, it, you, there's, so, there's so much freedom. Because people and places and things don't bother you. <laughs> because you're just like, this is who I am. You don't take things so personally. So usually with women who are single, it's the identity piece. Who are you really? What are, you, what are your beliefs about romantic love? How did you get here? And then once we kind of do that work, the, the frequency changes, mm. which makes the outer world change. So I, I actually have a couple clients now where we did our, like, our sign-up call, our co coaching consultation, and then right before our very first session, they came to the session saying, I'm already dating someone. Wow. Holy shit. 
how am I already dating someone? Two <laughs> women I'm working with right now that happened. And I said to her, I'm like, because through our coaching consultation, we tackled a couple things. You made the decision to look at it. The universe said, fabulous. You, we've been waiting. Mm. Oh my God, here's a gift. That's how quickly it can happen. So whereas with, with couples that I work with, oftentimes they're in transition. Mm. So they have been, you know, life got in the way, kids, job, stress, and they have sort of drifted apart. And so a lot of what I do with couples lately, especially has been diagnostic. So mm -hmm. we go through, um, a few of my personal questions that I ask couples that can help make them more clear. Is this a partner that we can, you know, restart or is it better if we're apart? And so that's what I've seen so far, but really at the end of the day, if, if people are having trouble in their romantic relationship, it always comes down to who you are. And most of the time that does do a lot of trans transformation because you have to have the courage to say, what I know isn't, isn't really working. The way I've been doing it isn't really satisfying. There, there's got to be something else. And that's why this industry is amazing because we can't see the frame when we're in the picture. Yeah. And so being able to intuitively sense like, this is what I think it could be. This is what I think it could be. And then together we go through my methods of, of getting them to break free. And then the world just sort of shifts and then they call in their own good love. So it's, it's wonderful. Actually. I love it. Beautiful. And uh, how it is like for you, like for example, in a long uh, relationship, like my example, I'm with my partner since, since 10 years. We met when I was 25, now I'm 34. So uh, we change a lot. And obviously there are, you know, some pattern that keep coming up over and over again. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You, we'll be... mm. Sorry, go ahead, love. <laughs> no, I was saying, how do you like, uh, see those kind of patterns and those kind of like dance uh, that is never changing like mm. <laughs> okay yeah so it's it, it's really about understanding that the behavior that we choose to continue there's something we get out of it right people talk about payoff all the time and so true change will not happen if there's still a payoff. So when you see couples that are kind of in that weird spot, typically one person is aware, cognizant, like, hello, what's going on? And the other person isn't there yet. So oftentimes the, the butting of the heads is the fear. Oh my God, are we drifting apart? Oh my God, are we on the same page? He doesn't get it, blah, blah, blah. And we create these story. And so what ends up happening is the universe goes, all right, I guess that's what you want. You should keep ruminating. And so it'll provide more and more examples. So it's really up to the couple to be really, really, really mindful and aware of their own dynamic. And if something is off, it needs to be addressed. Major issues with couples is because little, little, little tiny things that kind of get missed in our busy day overlap over time, get stronger and stronger and stronger and little seeds of resentment start to form in the body. And yeah. so when that happens, people, it, it's almost too late when you realize that you're like, oh my God, we're kind of in trouble. And so it's about preventing that and saying like, okay, well, have we checked in with each other? Are we doing something every week that is for our relationship? 
relationship, even if it's 20 minutes getting a coffee and, and checking in on our partner's inner world. We get so used to being passing ships, hi, bye, what's going on, what's yeah. for dinner, and then days pass. And so that magic of the beginning when everything was so good and so beautiful and there was no stress and it was just like sex all day and we're so in love, that fades when life happens. And so it's your job and responsibility if you're in relationship to maintain that because it's three contracts. It's you, mm -hmm. him, and the three of you, or the two of you together. So that's your job. And so I think really when people and couples get to that place, you got to kind of rewind and go back. And so what I always tell couples sort of in that space is I say, you, you start with remembering why you chose each other. Start by like, go on a date to the very first restaurant you ever went to go down memory lane, use nostalgia, put records on that you danced to years ago the body remembers. And then once you kind of get that energetic of like, oh yeah, that's right. Oh my God. Yeah. Then you can open the door to, okay, we've been a little off track. Do you feel it too? Because it obviously will be felt if you can feel your connection and then kind of break back into reality and say, oh, okay, something's kind of amiss. And so then at that point, you both have to rise up and say, okay, well, this is our job. We have made this commitment. If you're married, you have taken a vow. And sometimes in sickness and in health, that can mean strain on a relationship. It's your job. We take it for granted. Yeah. It is far easier to say, oh, I wish so-and-so would change and wish so-and-so would do this. But then we don't have the balls to say, hey, this behavior is affecting me. Can we talk about it? We need to learn to be able to do that or you're just going to become roommates and strangers. So I always recommend to clients, you need to remember why you're together. What's the point? What is the mission? Why are you two better together? What are you here to do? And then go back to that and then recalibrate. And it'll be easier if you start there. Beautiful. And uh, do you think that uh, like in the relationship uh, is all like if the couple is facing like the crisis, is it always best uh, to work like, uh, you know, as a couple with like a coach as you? or one like the men or the women can do the work uh, and can affect uh, the whole system? Yeah, I, th I think it really depends on what's going on because sometimes it can be one of the people in the relationship is having their own stuff. Sometimes we have growth periods or crazy times that, that are individual. And so I think in that case, doing something private with a coach, therapist, mentor, whatever, but being open in dialogue to communicate to your partner, hey, I'm going through this. How can we, how can you best support me to your capability? But if it's a situation where it involves the both of you, if there has been severe trust issue, if there has been long standing resentment, anything that involves the dynamic of the both of you, I believe personally, it's wiser to be able to have something where you can be together and, and have a trained expert and professional be able to walk you through it. Because with my relationship, like we're not perfect and like we have shit, we have moments, like there, there's a lot of intensity. Um, so it's, it's really about having someone else who is unbiased catch us 
I have habits, he has habits. We've been together for a long time and sometimes we just forget we're human, right? No one's yeah. no one's that self-aware where they're like all always on. But I also think that it can be helpful to have individual as long as at the end of the day, each party is privy to what's going on because the some of the toughest stuff is having a one of the people in the relationship have a breakthrough with their their mentor or their therapist, and then not be able to physically share that with their partner because wins together, the dopamine that's released, the connectedness, when we feel sparks of intimacy that can really carry through human flawed moments. Mm. But at the end of the day, if two people are committed to working through something because they both want it, then however you get there, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you get there. Amazing. And uh, going back to your, like, your business, how do you like uh, practice uh, self-love uh, toward yourself uh, on a daily basis? Yeah. Um, well, and it's so funny you bring this up because I was just talking to my fiance about this because for a long time I was not in like my house is a mess. My nails were always bitten and, and I just didn't care. And so for me now it's, it's really about, anything that's very grounding. So I, I'm a huge pedicure person. I'm all about like feet and nature. Like it's really cold here. It's winter time in Canada. But for me, if I was ever having an off day, walking in dirt, physically grounding is massively important because with my energetics, it can be a lot. There's always a lot going on. I've been up every week or every day this week at four o'clock in the morning, like ready to go so something that gets me out of my out of my mind and into the earth reminds me that this is all pretend like we're just in earth school this is just a funny yeah. dance <laughs> you know and and so for me i also i'm a huge fan of spa and i always have my hair done i i am one of those people who would rather spend six hours getting a facial and my hair done and and, and feeling good, because for me, I spent a lot of years feeling gross. I spent a lot of years um, overweight, drinking every day, not taking care of myself. So for me, it's an anchor. I also um, really, really, really love um, good food and coffee and sleeping and going to bed at 8 p.m. because I can. Anything that is soothing is something that I gravitate towards. Amazing, yeah. It's, it resonates totally with me. <laughs> Nails, feet, uh, hair, yeah. So, yeah, taking care of ourselves. And as you said, feeling good in our body is so important. Mm. Well, yeah, it's, it's, we take it, the, our body is the thing that everyone takes for granted the most. We forget. We, we forget. It's, it's almost like we've been carrying this for so long we don't even know better until someone's is is reminded like it's a privilege to have legs <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? like not everybody has that there are some people who have it far worse and we just take for granted so i think anything um to do that nurtures your physicality will really help you channel what you want it, it's sort of like a for me it's a spiritual thing mm. yeah yeah the same and uh, in terms of, since you are, you know, very 
spiritual and have these also energetic uh, abilities how do you take care of your how do you protect or take care of your energy so that it stay high frequency all the yeah. time or most of the time <laughs> <laughs> well for me i have impeccable boundaries i have phenomenal boundaries um i am not afraid to say no i am not afraid to um not respond right away. I am not attached to my devices. I think for me, um, I'm actually an introvert. People think I'm an extrovert because I'm outgoing, but I am not someone who is energized by large crowds. So for me, if I notice that I'm off, I'm like, okay, well, how long have I been scrolling? Mm. How long have I been looking at a screen? Have I gotten outside today? Am I saying yes to something I shouldn't? Have I booked all of my clients with no space in between? And I think that for a lot of us, we can feel really guilty, especially women. I'm a mom. I have a husband. Like we were, are naturally wired to give, do, give, do. And I really learned that you cannot be effective if you are, are just empty, you know? So yeah. I, um, I just really learned to love boundaries and I really learned to love discipline. Mm. So for me, discipline looks like if I get up at five o'clock in the morning, emails and admin are done by five 30. Then wow. I don't think about it. Then that's gone. So I don't have to ruminate over things. I'm a huge fan of tackling stuff. Um, I'm getting better at it, but I've yeah. noticed that the anxiety of, the to-do list is far greater than the to-do list. Yes. Yeah, yes. Totally. <laughs> so, so that's really it. Boundaries have been critical and, and really kind of assigning time so that I am not then spinning out being like, oh my God, there's so much going on. <laughs> so that usually works. Yeah. And how do you manage to be like a businesswoman, a mom, a fiancé? Like uh, how do how do you do with your with your kids? <laughs> it's so it's so interesting. Like we really have to figure it out day to day. My my partner works rotating shifts. He has a normal job, um, and so there are two weeks out of the month where he's working in the daytime and two weeks where he's working mm. in the nighttime. So we just rotate and. and there, there are times when I have to decide what needs my attention. And sometimes that means putting my son in a high chair with a movie on, snacks and water, while I go into the office and do a 45-minute session. Some you, you just have to. Yeah. And then there are days when it's just him and I. I don't do any client calls on Mondays. Mondays are energetic work if I have any podcast interviews <laughs> and, and family time. And so I think for me, I also, I lose the guilt because I understand that what I'm doing is I'm building something for us, for him, for our life. And so for me, sometimes you just kind of have to take it in stride. And I know that when we have our quality time together, I'm not on my phone. He's very loved. And, and my partner is incredibly supportive. Like he would, if, if I said to him, okay, I have five interviews, three clients, I'll, I, I won't even see you today. He would take our son for the whole day and, and leave me to it. Yeah. So it's just about priority and, and really losing the guilt of 
what I should be doing yeah. because this, this business is for my child and my partner and our future. And I, and sometimes we just have to make choices every day is just a series of little decisions. And so I really don't have guilt, but it is a juggling act. <laughs> there's, there's no, he's, he'll be three in April there. It's, Whew, it's, but it's worth it in the end. And I, I also, I only work with soulmate clients and they all understand and know that I am a mother. And at the end of the day, push come to shove, his needs do come first. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm. And I love that you spoke about, you know, the, the future and what you, you know, what you are doing for your family. How is now for you, like for the next, two years, three years, the vision you have for your company, for your business, the movement. Uh, you, I, I, I love to talk with my clients always about, you know, creating, it's not just about the business or the brand, but it's about creating a movement around your message. So yeah, what's totally. the kind of, of movement you, are, you want to create? Well, I really, I really like, um, the idea of, of taking good love and making it, I love when you said a movement because that's what it feels like. It really feels like I am here to change the way people think about modern love. So I view myself um, doing a lot of, of speaking engagements, being on stage, having at least one book done um, because I'm, I love how social media has given us this crazy platform to be able to just say, hey, this is what I'm doing. But my goal is not to be a Facebook celebrity. Like that's yeah. <laughs> not my, my like thing. Um, visibility is phenomenal. And, and, and the more people hear my voice and understand what I'm saying, the better. But my goal isn't to be um, a Facebook coach forever. It, it's about saying, okay, I'm starting here. And I see myself really changing the masses. One of my most favorite women of all time is Brene Brown. Mm, me too. I was has, thinking about her. Yeah. The ultimate, like if, if I could sort of, if the universe were to say, okay, Stephanie, like your wish is my command. Like, what is it? What do you want? And it's, and it's a career like hers where she is respected as an industry leader and she's not looking to be a famous like guru where she has tons of people falling at her feet it's she's she's an educator and a researcher and she's very intellectual but her work is is spiritual and kind and heartwarming and i feel like that's that's my style too so it's it's really about breaking through the idea that you know it's just the social media or it's, or it's just about the the computer i really want to start having people really see how they can change their life. Like the client, some of the success stories my clients have had are just, they're unexplainable. Like it doesn't make logical air quotes, logical sense because it's just time collapsing and, and insane changes. And I feel like if I don't get to a place where I'm, I'm heard by the masses, people will suffer. Like it's gotten to that point where I'm like, okay, this is what I'm here to do. And I, I want as many platforms, as many people to hear because so much of what we're taught is just bullshit. It's not true. So many dating and relationship speakers and coaches are saying the wrong stuff yeah. and it's actually very damaging. So this is a huge passion of mine and I really won't stop until I, 
I kind of get to, to a level where I would love to be on Oprah's couch. Yeah. That's pretty much, that's where I'm going. <laughs> Let's put this in, into the universe. <laughs> well, it's, it's a new moon today. Exactly. So. Exactly. Woo! Okay. Yeah. New moon in Aquarius. So we are going to set We're doing it. the intention. We're doing it. So um, what, what do you feel like is the best uh, advice uh, you have received uh, in your business and uh, in your love relationships? The best advice I received in terms of business is to really only do what you want and not in the childish trend of like, I only do what feels good because that's people misunderstand what that means. You still have to do things that are unpleasant because that's what grownups do. <laughs> but I mean, like you, like there are things that I'm not like, yay about, but I do them, but it's about, um, you know, for a long time, there was this trend of like, everyone's doing a group program. Everyone has a mastermind, all these things. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. I, I just don't want to. And so we hear a lot about the power of decision and the power of choice. And so when I really sort of said, I want private women, I want to have a booked out one-on-one, -on -one, that's what I want. I want to coach Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, that's it. Um, as soon as that happened, I was booked the first week of December. Wow. It was within a two week where I was like, I don't want to play by everyone else's rules. I don't want to do what everyone else is doing because I'm not like everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the thing is, is that if you sort of put something out because you're supposed to, or it's the trend and you don't actually want to, it's, it's, you might as well just RIP, cut it loose because it's not going to, people can feel it. Um, so it's, it was really about getting honest about what I want to do. That was the best thing I ever did. And I'll, I'll give you one more. The second best thing I ever did was charge for coaching consultations yeah. as opposed to doing free discovery calls. That was a game changer because the type of person was ready to go. Yeah. So I would say that was the two things that really changed my business. Um, and the best advice for love and relationship. Oh my one Oh, the best advice, honestly. Okay. I'll, I'll do one for single and I'll do one mm. for married. Yeah. Couple. So I think the best advice for women who are single or preparing for a relationship is to really understand that there's divine mechanics in place and that you're not forgotten. Mm. I think so many women are like, what's wrong with me? Like, where is he? It's never going to happen. Like, ugh, we, we, we get into this victim pity yeah. party shit. And as someone who was perma single and like the longest I, I, I would maybe date a guy for a month, I get it. I'm not being flip, but at the end of the day, we are single because we either are so committed to the story mm. of what was me or it's never going to happen. We're committed to the story of I hate my ex. There's something we're holding on to. And so the challenge is to say, well, what, what would happen if I just said, I'm going to stop t committing to this victim-y, I'm so sad and lonely story. Even if it feels crazy, just try it. Slowly over time, once you drop that baggage of feeling sorry for yourself, quite frankly, um, your, your confidence just shoots up. You walk taller, 
you're happy to be there, you're, you're pleasant, that energy is magnetic. People want that. If you were standing in a room with someone who is sitting, staring at the floor, scrolling, looking pissed, or another woman who is sitting with her shoulders back, smiling, waving at people, who would you rather spend time with, right? So you need to just get honest and, and, and check yourself. If you are single and, and feeling the loneliness and feeling the agony, saying this with massive love, you need to make a decision if you are committed to this story or you're ready to explore. And if you're ready to explore, it's about the journey of discovering who you are as a woman. What do you believe to be true about romantic love? What are the values that you require in a partner? What are you going to give to your partner? Doing actual work as opposed to like, oh, I'm just going to spin around Tinder and Bumble again and see what happens, see if something new changes. Women who look externally typically have it the hardest. Yes. And for the people in relationship, um, I think the best advice is really you have to, to accept and love your partner for who they are, not who you want them to be. It's, it's a tough one because when, when, yes. we fall, when, we, when we fall in love, it's like even their flaws are cute. And even the things they're like, oh, you're, just, you're so amazing. And I think you can save yourself a lot of heartache if you understood that people are complex, people have moods, people change. Not everyone is shiny, happy all the time. If you go from dating someone, you're typically only seeing them once or twice a week and then you merge your life with them and it's it's a crazy concept you are literally saying I've tested the waters a bit I, I'm kind of liking what we're doing let's merge and legally bind ourselves till we're dead it's insane it's yes. an insane thing to think about but it's amazing when it works yeah. It's amazing when it flows. And the way that you really do that is, is by picking your battles and, and understanding who your partner is. And even if things irk you, you can say to yourself, this may not be how I prefer it, but I can accept it. Yeah. And immediately the heat's gone and you're able to just be like, my partner is just a person. My partner is not here to make me feel anything. My partner is not here to, you know, soothe and comfort me. My partner is an addition to my already amazing life. Mm -hmm. And together we can be perfect in our own way, whatever works for us. I just see a lot of women and men, you know, wishing their partner was with somebody else or not being flexible with stages and growth and transition. You're a new person every year. You need to be able to go back and say, okay, like, why did we fall in love? Let's go back down memory lane. Let's rekindle that feeling. And that'll give the judge to be able to say, okay, all right, we're still here. <laughs> and then you just do it again and again and again. It's when people talk about relationships are hard, it's, it's about understanding the work that you want to do with your partner. So for me, the work that my partner and I are willing to do are handling family stuff, um, emotional stress, identity work. You know, he has some stuff with his dad he's currently processing. We have a child dealing with my business. So the hard part is saying, hey, you know, I may not prefer it, to be like this, but I can accept it. Mm -hmm. And then just carrying on. So when you, when you can really look at your partner for who they are and just let them be, your life will be a lot easier. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. 
one of the things like uh, I've heard recent, recently that really hit me was, uh, you know, this capability to hold the space also for our partner to be and do, you know, and not immediately like jumping on or, you know, mm. telling you are doing something wrong or do that or do the other, like. Yeah. You can't criticize. No one, no one moves through criticism. They, they might physically to get someone off their back, do what they want, but they're not happy about it. It doesn't come from a place of, you know, if I take the trash out, I'm showing my partner that I care about her, our space, our priorities. If, if you say, oh, you, you left the trash on the porch again, what, how, how, how inspiring is that? Instead, you can just say, you know, we feel best when our house is clean, don't you think? Doesn't mm. that feel yeah, so yeah. much more inspiring? So it's really just about understanding where you are in, in terms of like defect or default. Some people can be naggy. Some people can be really anxious. So it's about getting honest with yourself about your bad habits and remembering that no one wants to feel worse when they're with the person that's supposed to love them the best. Yeah, beautiful. And uh, what are some projects uh, that you have now going on in the near future where we can find you and know mm -hmm. all about you? Yeah, so right now um, I am currently, I do believe I have one or two openings for private work. Um, one spot for for a couple and then two spots for women starting Feb oh we're in february oh my god yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um and there will be some in-person events that will be coming spring summer there's still some work behind the scene mm. but any um any of your lovely listeners can find me on all social media you can search at good love co on instagram or you can search Stephanie Cherma on Facebook, YouTube, or Google, and you will most definitely find me. Perfect, perfect. And uh, one last uh, like sentence you want to leave uh, to our listeners. Ooh, one last sentence. <sighs> okay, I think really, you know, the world is waking up and we're starting to understand how powerful our energies are. We hear a lot about masculinity and femininity. And I think what I'm most excited about in seeing what's happening in, in terms of this work is people are starting to understand the gift of self-awareness, the, the gift of self-mastery, how vulnerability is the answer to everything you can possibly imagine. It's the medicine for everything. And I think we're slowly starting to understand that living staring at a screen is really fucking with us. <laughs> and it really is because people have completely forgotten how to have conversation. I see all these... <laughs> I see all these things on Facebook and Instagram like, don't, don't call me. I'm a texter. Don't yes, you dare uh, call me. Yes. And I'm like, exactly. Exactly. we need to talk. <laughs> what is, what's going to happen? We already have machines doing jobs. What's next? Or no one's going to say anything and we're just going to communicate by symbols. Like it's insane to me. And then people wonder why there's a disconnect in terms of, of communication and love and harmony. 
we have to talk. We have to say what's going on. We have to lean in to the fear. I don't give a fuck if someone judges me. I don't care if someone doesn't like me. It is the most freeing thing. And I got here because I learned about myself, my vulnerability, and emotional mastery. And so we would be in so much greater shape if everyone took on that task. Yeah. Amazing. I love it. Thank Thanks you. so much, Stephanie. Welcome. I really, really love having you here. Thank you everyone for listening. So if you want to find Stephanie, just check her out on social media. And uh, thank you very much for being here. You're so welcome. It was great. It was great and have a great day. Thank you.